3: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
4: Let's go! This is the Lombardi Live with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on vSEN.
5: I'd like to enthusiastically tell you about BetMGM. It's the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com or check out the newly reconfigured app so you can have a better in-game experience. It's BetMGM. Dot com or download the app this is the lombardi line as we welcome you back michael lombardi there he's fired up he likes the fact that the double header starts a little later today because he's going to get his exercise in he's going to write a book yeah. or two and so we're, we're good to go as we welcome in matt humans you can check out vsin live on twitter there's a great picture because it's the final weekend of the circa friday football invitational but the picture is great because right in the middle is Matt Eumens on the beautiful landscape there at Circa as we say hi. Hi, Matt Eumens, How are you?
6: How's it going? Michael Lombardi made an appearance last night on the Circa Friday Football Invitational because uh, my best bet is uh, the Titans plus six and a half, and I found a video of Michael talking on the uh, Pat McAfee show about why he liked the Titans, and he echoed a lot of the thoughts I had on the game, so I played that video last night on the uh, show, and... uh, I'm looking well, forward you to it.
4: You didn't have to play the video. You could have always. I could. I, well, it's probably past my yeah, bedtime, past but bedtime, but I would <laughs> love to. Jo- I would have loved to join you live. I mean, I love that. I mean, I, I have on my on my. I, I keep records on an a, a large Excel spreadsheet of a thousand things. You know that I put together, and and I've I've actually as. I just got Bill A.D.'s email with all the picks for the week, and I was just going through it. That's why I asked you about week 20. I love this contest. I love it. (laughs) I love it, Matt, because we keep score. I love it because everybody's accountable for their picks. I love giving out picks, but I think the, you know, Charlie Munger says the only way towards improvement is to measure. Mm-hmm. and I think if you're going to give out picks, you've got, you got to keep track of your picks. Mike Palm taught me that when I first started at VEASAN, and he said that Brent Musburger told him, hey, if you want credibility, keep score, and I think that's true, and I, that's what I love about the contest. The, you know, guys, that you, you know, the bear, we know his record. You, know, all, every, you all keep score, which I think is really, really important.
6: Yeah, you've got to uh, document your records in every sport, your ROI, also your profitability. And uh, you have to do an honest assessment. That's all I say. If you want to get better as a better, you have to do an honest assessment of your plays. You go back and look, hey, was I lucky to win that one or not? Uh, I, always, I always look at the number of bad beats I have and kind of compare to the number of lucky wins, maybe the games I didn't deserve to win, and kind of see what your luck factor is too. And you can tell if you're doing a good job handicapping or not. But when your, yep. your records are documented, I think that's important for our credibility. And, you know, I've been documenting my records in pretty much every sport uh, for 20-some years. So uh, it's nothing new to me. And I, I think uh, most guys most guys who are professionals in this business don't shy away from that. Obviously, there are some people who do. But here on VSIN, we try to document as much uh, as we can.
5: I I dare you to name names. I dare you to name names, Matt. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Two things. One, uh, Michael Lombardi, you have to be careful with those lessons you learned from Mike Palm. And two, let's go right back to what you originally said. You're both on Tennessee. Matt, we'll start with you. You like the six and a half here.
6: I do, and I think Mike Vrabel's had uh, two weeks, essentially, to prepare for this game. And he, he used last week's Cowboys game to get Josh Dobbs ready for this one. And also he rested... Uh, Simmons on defense, he rested Derrick Henry, and uh, I think the Titans are going to be a health, much healthier rested team going into this game. Also, it's a role reversal for the Jaguars, who have been losers for a long time. Now all of a sudden they're big favorites, expected to win the AFC South, and lay in six, six and a half points here. It's also Mike Vrabel's best role. He is 21-9-1 and one against the spread, getting three or more points. And he's won 19 of those 31 games outright. And I always feel like Vrabel's at his best when he's in the underdog role. And uh, there's a lot of things here lining up for the Titans. I I think they're going to put up a fight. I don't know if they're going to win the game, but they're going to put up a fight, and it's going to be a low-scoring game, so I'll take the points with Tennessee.
4: I, I agree. I think Vrabel is a strategic coach. I think he knows. What I like about Vrabel is he understands how to play the game, the style of play right we got to play this and he knows he can run the ball now he knows it'll be hard but i agree with you he goes into ten he goes into new england and tom brady's last game at home everybody knew it and he wins that game you know logan ryan intercepts brady's last pass in foxborough for a touchdown they win 21-7 then he goes to baltimore lamar jackson's having this incredible year and with really no i mean and when you go back and watch those two games Ryan Tannehill did very little in those games. He made a great throw on third down when they were backed up in the Patriot territory to the tight end. And other than that, it, was, it wasn't it was a lot of plays, right? And so they relied on Henry. Yep. And look, playoff football is about short yardage, being able to convert third and one, third and two. The Titans do that really well. It's about having a good kicker. It's about playing great in the red zone. It's not about we got to throw for 400 yards. We lose sight of that. We think that's the way playoff football is. It's not.
6: And You're right. This is a playoff game, and the Titans are going to play it that way, and I don't think the Jaguars have been in many situations like this, and that's why uh, I think the uh, Titans are in a good spot here. Thoughts on the pacing of the game? They've got a
5: total of 40. Actually jumped up from 38, Matt, on the opener.
6: You know, I, I didn't play the total here, but this certainly looks like a 17-14 type of game or twenty seventeen type of game. I, I could not yep. bet this over. I think the Titans are going to dictate the pace of the game. Uh, you know, if their defense shows up, and I think it will, the Titans should be able to dictate the pace with their running game of defense.
4: Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, what I don't want to have happen, and, and I think this is possible, Matt. I haven't looked at it, but here's what I don't want. I don't want Tennessee to be the fourth seed and Jacksonville to be the seventh seed. That's what I don't want.
5: Let's do this. We'll come back and talk Kansas City at at Las Vegas, but let's kind of put a bow on the Circa Sports Friday Football Invitational. I want to ask you, is Felica going to win it? We'll start Mm -hmm. there. And then secondly, you're going to roll it out again next year for year two. Would you do anything differently now that you've had a full year for the Invitational to sink
6: in? Wow, Patrick, good questions. First of all, um, Felica the Bear needs a three-and-two week to clinch because um, Mm – Doug Kazarian and Chuck Edel are two points behind, essentially two games behind, and Bear has the tiebreaker because he's 12-5 and five on best bets. So if he goes 3-2, and two, it's over. Those guys are going to have to have great weeks, and he's going to have to slip up uh, for him not to win it. So he's a big favorite to win the uh, $15,000, the green jacket that Derek Stevens is going to design, and the trophy. So he could clean up. He's also won the Brooklyn's Best MVP Award, our pizza sponsor, on Friday nights because he's got the best, best bet record. So uh, the Bears going to uh, feast, it looks like, in this contest. As far as the, uh, next year, I, we're, we're planning on doing this bigger and better, and I, I talked to Derek Stevens about this a little bit last night during the break, and I don't want to reveal the details, but we're talking about some stuff that's going to make this uh, a much bigger contest in uh, 2023. Yeah. yeah.
4: I, I think anytime, anytime you get into this velvet rope theory, right? You know, we all want to be inside the velvet rope. And this is a velvet rope contest. You have to be invited to play, right? Right. And when you do that, it just becomes bigger and bigger, and everybody wants to take part in it. And, you know, it, it's not as much as the prize money. It's the ability to be able to beat people that do what you do at a high level. And I think that what makes this so compelling. And I think you'll have – I mean, you could probably have 100 people in this next year if you wanted it.
6: Well, I've already got at least 100 who have said they want to be in next year, so we've got to figure out a way to uh, tighten up the field a little bit. We can't have 100. And uh... – I can't tell you yet what we're going to do, but it's, uh, I like the plan we have for next year.
5: Look at you being coy. Look at you, Michael. Did you get your invite? Because I was just checking my uh, <laughs> Gmail through VSIN, and I didn't see my inv- invite for next well, year's field. I, I mean, I if couldn't you got play in
4: it because A, A, I don't make any bets, and then I, two and then because my two sons are in the league. Like, I, there's two ga- I, every week. I couldn't take games. Like, I can't take the Raiders, or I can't take, you know, the, I mean, I can't take it. the Panthers. So it, it kind of limits me, and, and I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, Matt Humans and 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 Felica and Casarian, those guys are way better on college football than I am in terms of handicapping it. You know, their, their depth of knowledge. I mean, when I go through some of the picks that they've made during the week, I mean, they're on the – Georgia State, you know, Albany game. I mean, you know, it's like, whoa, wait a minute, hold on. You know, like this is out of my league. I mean, one of the things I know, I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at, and these guys kind of can cover college football at a different level than I cover it in terms of being in a contest. I'll give you an instinct on a game, but making a bet is a little harder.
6: Patrick, no invites. will go out for uh, several months, so. <laughs> Don't check your email today.
5: Uh, well, I'll start holding my breath. 3-2-1 right now. Uh, Flacco, Skylar Thompson. Is that a matchup you're excited for? That number flipped. It's all the way through, what? DraftKings is sitting three and a half with Miami laying it here, Matt.
6: Yeah, I, I can't lay that with the Dolphins, even though I don't think Skylar Thompson's terrible. In fact, he beat me last week. I had the Patriots minus two and a half, and Again, I don't want to talk about what went down uh, on the Patriots side to screw that up last week, but... Skyler Thompson drove the Dolphins down to get in the back door and lose by two. Uh, yeah, I'm not very confident in the Jets' quarterback situation here, but uh, neither am I on the Dolphins' side, and I'm not going to play this. this is, I've got seven bets on uh, Week 18 right now, and this is not one of them. Seven
5: plays. Yeah. yeah. You- you often talk I mean, about I, it's hard to come up with five. You
4: got seven plays I, this week. I, I think this is a pretty interesting weekend, though. Mm-hmm. I really do. I agree with that. I don't. I think there's games you don't want to mess with. Like, I don't want to mess with the Giants, Washington. I made that. A, I made that a Hall and Oates play. But I think there's some really interesting ones that 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 that, that are enticing on the board. That 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 you wouldn't normally play those teams but this weekend's a different weekend.
6: It is, and it's a complex handicapping challenge. I also think this week, and the the seven bets I have are full game bets. You have to consider first half plays in some of these games because starters, uh, like the 49ers for example, are gonna play in the first half and probably pull their guys in the second half if they're up big or the Eagles are up big. So you also have to consider some second half unders maybe in situations like that. There's a lot of different things to look at this week, which I always like week 17 or week 18.
5: Okay. Yeah, we'll come I back agree. and get those plays from Matt Humans here on the Lombardi line. By the way, if you go to Matt Humans 247 on Twitter, he's also got four college basketball plays for a big slate today. It's a tight lipped Matt Humans on the Lombardi line on a Saturday. We're back.
4: Listening to the Lombardi Line on VCN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
5: Well, we couldn't even talk to Matt Humans during the break because he was studying those betting splits so hard over at vsin.com. He was waiting for that 10-minute update directly from DraftKings. You get today's games, Michael Lombardi, and future events, money and bets for every game, including the two today in the NFL. Of course, we've got a ton, 140-plus games in college basketball today. Betting splits, become a pro, vcin.com slash subscribe. Matt Humans is joining us here on the Lombardi line, Michael Lombardi, of course. It's vsin, the sports betting network, seven plays, in the NFL today, are the Raiders Chiefs one of them?
6: Uh, by the way, Patrick, you're quite the comedian, you know, when you thank come you, back from the breaks with these one-liners. How does Michael Lombardi keep a straight face for two hours? Oh, he's been doing it
4: for
5: too long
6: with me, trust me. Okay. He, I, 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 I know jokes.
4: the novelist. I know the novelist. This, John Irving has nothing on this man. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank Some
6: you. people call Patrick the Ryan Seacrest of v <laughs> I, I don't know. Yes. If, right. Okay. Uh, I try uh, to avoid we those had Ryan, people. Thank uh, you. I
4: mean, don't bring that up to me, Matt. Matt, in my house, uh, I started oh, the year it. off in my house. Uh, you know, they're getting ready to kick the, the Georgia, uh, uh, Ohio State's getting ready to kick it. That's right. And, of course, naturally, my wife has to see Ryan Seacrest drop the ball. <laughs> that so is So I true. missed the kick.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it happened. It coincided at the exact same time. That was exact big Exact same time. It, it was all, and, it was and, unbelievable. And, and, and to this
4: day, we argued, We were discussing it last night. Uh, you know, and not not even a, didn't even flinch on it. Oh, absolutely. How a watch this? By
5: the way, this is why <laughs> this is why humans and I are single. We don't want to have to argue <laughs> yeah. about. We don't have to argue about Seacrest or Georgia. Okay, back to uh, mm-hmm. Vegas and the Chiefs. Do you have anything here? It's nine and a half with uh, the Chiefs landing. You know they don't cover.
6: Uh, Chiefs are nine and one straight up in their last ten. They've they're one and six ATS in their last seven. So what you see typically with the Chiefs is Patrick Mahomes and his heroics and the Chiefs winning tight games. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happens here. This number opened 7.5 this week. It's up to 9, 9.5, and and I think there's some teaser protection built in there because, as Derek Stevens said last night, they're getting flooded with teaser money on the Chiefs this week. I liked the Raiders last week, and I like them again this week. And um, I thought Josh McDaniels was going to be more aggressive with his play calling. And uh, he wanted Jared Stidham to look good last week, and he did. And I I thought Stidham was outstanding for the most part. And you've got all your weapons out there on offense right now for Vegas. And to put up 34 points and 500 total yards against the NFL's number one scoring defense and the NFL's number one defense against the run was pretty impressive. And Josh Jacobs, I believe, is going to be on the field today. He's listed as questionable. He's got a hip issue and maybe something else, but... He's also going to be the league rushing champ, and I think the, you know, the one thing you can do against this Kansas City defense is run the ball. The first time around, Jacobs had 21 carries for 154 yards. The Raiders led that game 17-0 in the second quarter. I was watching that replay of that game this morning before I came in here. That's a game the Raiders should have won. There's a lot of games the Chiefs have won that they should have lost, and I don't think the Raiders at this point are dead dogs, even though they're not really playing for anything. Uh, I I like the way they played last week, and I expect a big effort out of the Raiders again this week. Now, that said, I don't think their defense is going to get many stops. And if you want to look over the total, I'm not going to argue against that either. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, very similar to last week's uh, 49ers-Raiders game.
4: Yeah, I think you nailed it, Matt. I agree with you completely. I mean, this Raider defense is, you know, without... I mean, Max Crosby's still out there, but there's yeah. very few players that you would hold in in high esteem. And I thought the Raiders last week ran the ball the best I've ever seen a team run the ball on the 49ers. Mm-hmm. It's hard to run the ball on the 49ers, and even though they didn't, they weren't you know, they didn't control the game with the run game. They did, and and you're right. I thought that, you know, I, I think that what they did last week was run their offense, and Stidham was able to make a few plays outside the script, outside the where the play's supposed to go, and he gave, and Waller came to life last week, which wasn't the case for most of the season. I mean, remember the last time they played, Waller Waller was out, that's when he got the hamstring again, you mm-hmm. know, and, and they had a chance to throw it to him on the play that, they, that went incomplete, but but then, it, you know, that's when he pulled his hammy. So, for me, I, I do think they'll move the ball. I worry about how good the Raiders are on defense. Yeah. And the Chiefs, this is going to be a red zone game, right? It's going to come down to if the Raiders cover, they were able to stop the Chiefs and hold them to some field goals. If they don't cover, they just they, they couldn't stop the Chiefs in the red zone.
6: Yeah, that's obviously the biggest concern. That Raiders defense is going to have to be totally rebuilt, aside from Max Crosby, basically, in the offseason.
5: Great, great point by you and Derek about the teaser protection. Please don't tease Kansas City down to three and a half. You might no. win it, but it's just never going to be valuable to tease someone down to three and a half. Matt always talks about never laying the hook on three. Okay, um, Michael, you wrote about Houston's motivation. So let's c- talk about an interesting game because I know Matt is on Indy laying the two and a half. We'll start with you, though, Michael, as far as Houston's motivation. Many are saying they need to tank it to get that one pick, but you disagree.
4: Yeah, I mean, look. Here's the reality. Lovey Smith's job's in jeopardy. I think everybody in Houston's job's in jeopardy. I can't imagine that this owner who fired, who fired one of the guys that he truly believed in, in, in Jack Easterby, this during the season. And this has got to be a huge embarrassment for his team. You know, they they haven't improved. Let's be honest. They haven't improved. And so Lovey's sitting here in his office, and he's saying to himself, look, I had a chance to beat Kansas City. I took Dallas. You know, I had a chance to beat Dallas. I took Kansas City to overtime. You know, I could easily have won three of the last five. And if I win this game, I can go in and sell myself to the McNair family and say, look, I'm on the right track. I got this thing going. Even though, you know, my record is, what, 24-79 and 79 as a head coach the last eight <laughs> years. I mean, mm. seriously. So I, I think that is. And nobody, and I think we make too much out of, as, as the public and fans, inside the building, nobody really cares about the first pick. Now, if this was, if Lovey was like Jimmy Johnson, no, he's coming back, then the first pick overall matters. But if there's uncertainty, it doesn't. And I'm not sure, you know, if you're Nick Cesario, are you coming back? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, you put this team together, right? Is the owner going to lose patience with you? Because one thing we know about these owners, they have a lot of money. And when you have a lot of money, they can make changes. So I I think to me, this is a really important game. What I do know is there's no way Cesario went down to Lovey's office and said, "Lovey, tank, lose this game we don't care we want the first pick because if i fire him on tuesday he, he's going to say well they told me to lose the game and now they fire me
6: yeah it's an interesting perspective if uh if i were sitting in the gm's chair if i were michael lombardi running this team i definitely want the number one pick but you also have to have job security and those guys don't have it so that's an interesting way to look at it um I don't think you can make the mistake of winning this game and blowing the number one pick here, but like you said, Levy Smith's not sure he's going to have a job, and the GM is in the same boat. So I would say if if you want to make a case for the Colts from a football perspective, and it's tough to do because they've lost six in a row, and by the the way, the Colts have the worst point differential in the NFL at minus 137. Uh, Sam Ellinger, I think, is trying to prove he deserves to be in the league. The Colts have the better defense. Uh, that would be the case I would make for the Colts. and you know, Michael's probably right. The Texans are not going to arrest guys and try to lose the game, even though I think they should.
4: Yeah, I think they're going to play as well as they can, and I think the Colts know that the substitute teacher isn't coming back. And, you right. know, I think the Colts – and Ellinger's in a really hard spot because this offensive line is bad. The one thing that the, the te- Texans can do is they, they, their speed of their defense is pretty good. I mean, they can create some problems. Look, I, I think to me – I don't want to take Houston. There's no way I want to take Houston. Nor do I want to take Saturday in the Parks team. So I mean, I would pass on the game. I think uh, I think
6: the Browns Steelers game is even more interesting. I want to get your yeah, uh,
4: I, take on that one I too do because
6: too. Uh, the Steelers have come too far, uh, winning five of the past six. I think to uh, to blow it here in Week 18 at home against the Browns. And right, but I.
4: Go ahead. I agree, Matt. I agree, but here's what I would say. I mm-hmm. think the Browns. I think this the clowny suspension is deeper than anything and when miles garrett defended the coach i think there is something going on in that locker room and i think this is stefanski now they might lose the game and you're right pittsburgh might win but they're going to give it everything they have to win this i think stefanski's job's in trouble i think if he loses this Mm -hmm. game gets humiliated i think it could be changes if he wins the game i think it goes a long way i think this is a self-preservation game for them and i think they'll play as hard as they can play they might not be good enough watson might be as bad as he's been all year but I think they'll play as well as they can because this is means something. This means something to that Brown locker room. And them sending Clowney home tells me he's trying to get order to his team and he wants to win the game.
6: You know, that's, uh, that's an interesting take too because uh, you would think the Cleveland players, at least a lot of them, would be thinking about Cancun, not Cleveland at this point. Uh, but with T.J. Watt out there, the, the Steelers are 7-2. and and uh, he's going to be in Deshaun Watson's face. Watson has not played well at all. I, I, it's hard for me to back Deshaun Watson at this point, but at the same time, Kenny Pickett, what's he what's he able to establish? Two or three good drives a game, and that's yeah. enough for the Steelers defense, which has allowed I think 14 and a half points over the past six games. Uh, the better bet in this game might actually be under the total of 40 and a half. I did play the Steelers minus two and a half. I also bet this under the total.
5: Yep. Okay. So here's the thing. We know you're taking a little break, Matt Humans, from the Lombardi line. We won't embarrass you, but you've been a huge benefit to the show all season. So thank you very much. Can't we thank you enough, you. Matt.
6: Awesome. Hey. We really appreciate you, Matt. Thank you. You guys are doing a great job on the show. It's an honor to be on. I'm going to sleep in for the next couple Saturdays, if that's okay. Hey, Matt Humans,
5: 247 to okay. grab those four college basketball plays today. We're back with Gable next.
4: To the Lombardi line on V featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
5: Okay, BetMGM is the king of sports books, and they unleash the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM rewards. It's very simple. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM on the app or the website, you get points. When you get those points, they accrue. You can use them for free bets, airfare, travel. It's the best loyalty program in the game. Don't miss it. King of Sportsbooks, betmgm.com. 1-800-GAMBLER if you got an issue. 21 years or older. We're back. Uh, this is another opportunity just to let you know right now we're running a special for VEASAN pros, a 30-day trial for $9.99. I assure you you're going to make more than $9.99. And here's how I know it. Thomas Gable gives out his basketball plays for VEASAN pros. I, get, I, I just sent over to Elliot another four picks today. He was 2-0, swept the board yesterday as we welcome in next to Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata. The gentleman that runs the racing sports book, Thomas Gable. Nice work, Thomas Gable. Thank you. Nice
7: work, T.G. Good, Way to go. We love that college this loops. week. It's been it's been a rough go though from, from prior weeks. So oh well,
5: he's so dour. Michael, right, I told I you he, he could go he could go twenty and six. zero, and he'd say, "Well, you could lose the next one, Patrick."
4: Yeah, I mean, I love it though. Who do you like, Texas A and M today? Uh no opinion on that. No maybe. one. No. Ooh, shut you down. Well, I mean, me I'm down. just rooting for a And I'm rooting for Buzz, I but I don't know. I don't know the game, so I don't. I, I was just asking. I was hoping he had a feel for it, so I get some confidence before Here, here's, I have to watch here's it. Here's how
5: you know the difference. Here's how you know the difference between Michael Lombardi and myself. The other day before the show, I was, I was on the phone with my mom. I said, Michael, who who were you on the phone with? And he was he was on the phone with Buzz, just a head coach at <laughs> Texas a And M. No, 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 yeah. no, big deal. So that's I the love difference. The, okay,
4: these basketball guys all red, gridiron genius. It's great. Yeah, that's it's great good though. for me. Yeah. That's, no that's football guy. I mean, God, why would Jeff? saturday read good iron genius i have no idea but anyway go ahead
5: But <laughs> well, hey before we get to the two games today uh, can you give us a quick update on the national championship game it looks like tcu's taken money are they at the borgata
7: they, they were early so uh, you know if you were able to get tcu uh, plus 14 plus 13 and a half uh, great but uh, right now it's down to 12 12 and a half in, in those spots so uh, right now, we, we are seeing some Georgia money come in here, so it's overall pretty balanced action. The TCU money that we were getting was was at the higher number. So,
4: yeah, where, where do you think it? Where do you think this closes before kickoff? Good
7: question. I, I think it, it. I think it probably is going to remain right around here twelve, twelve and a half. I
4: it won't so. go back up to thirteen, you uh, know. Well,
7: it thirteen potentially could. I, I don't think it gets to thirteen and a half. It certainly won't get to fourteen. It again. Won't, you'll never you see
4: fourteen know, again. Yeah. yeah.
5: I think he might see split money, Thomas. The sharp money with Georgia, but the public money all over TCU. There's a lot of TCU sentiment in the market right now amongst just casual betters.
7: There is, and you, you know, again, you get a nice juicy return if you want to. If you think uh, TCU is going to win this outright, you get a nice juicy return there on the money line. Yeah. So it's uh, um,
4: certainly people would take a shot at that. I have just ahead, this, I just worry a little bit about that that TCU played. You know, they declared who they were. They showed Michigan how they're going to approach it. That's exactly how they have to approach uh, Georgia. And Georgia not playing well, I think it really puts Kirby in a great spot that he can come back. And and instead of celebrating, he could say, okay, here's where we are. We got to get this going. Hey,
5: Thomas, you know, uh, Matt Eumann's brought up a great point from Derek Stevens. Some teaser protection today with Kansas City. Lane nine and a half. Remember, when you're teasing down, you want to go through seven, you want to go through six, and you want to go through three, the key numbers. With nine and a half, Kansas City falls three and a half with the six point standard tease. I think that's important here because a lot of people would then team that up with Jacksonville down to essentially a pick 'em or a point favorite, right?
7: Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a great, uh, great point. So Again, the, this Chiefs-Raiders line has, has moved. Uh, it, it's moved back and forth. It's, it was as low as seven and a half uh, at, at one point. So, um, and when you, when you look at this game, uh, you know, when the line first came out, I, I think we were actually on last Monday when, yeah. when it came out. I said, who wants to lay the points here with the Chiefs? Because, you know, we know how explosive the team is and on offense how quickly they can put points on the board. But week after week, they struggle to cover, and they're holding the second-worst record in the league, ATS, 5-10-1 on this season. So yeah. second-worst in the league, and, uh, you know, we can always say, well, what's the motivation for the Raiders? But I think they they answered that last week against San Francisco. You know, we saw the difference with Stidham there, who gets into a system that he knows he's comfortable with there, and uh, we saw what he was able
4: to do um, under McDaniels, So. Yeah. Yeah, it's this chief team, and, you know, and there's no lead they can not overcome, nor is there a lead they can hold. I mean, right. let's go back to when they yep. played Denver and Denver, they're up what 27 to nothing. You know, they're dominating that game and then the next thing you know that we're got a close right game. Yep. I mean, they they could have easily lost to Denver at home last week, you know? So, they are a confounding team. They're really I mean, you don't want them you don't want to fall behind. You don't want to you don't want them to uh, you get the lead on them, like the Raiders did the last time. They're so deadly; they can come right back. And you know, and then, but they don't really pace the game. They don't. They seem to lose interest. I do. That I think they're one of the. They might have ADD as a team.
7: Well, <laughs> and I will say, I'll, I'll say another thing though, and really, uh, some of the fallout and and uh, things that have come up from from Monday night. Obviously, the the AFC Championship game is is one of them, and this the possibility of it being on a neutral field there. Um, for the Chiefs, obviously, that's a, that's a blow for them, for the Chiefs, really it is, because uh, not to have that home field advantage at Arrowhead, where there is a distinct home field advantage, that's a big deal.
5: Are they betting Jacksonville laying the 6.5 at home, or are they taking Dobbs, Vrabel, in Tennessee?
7: Uh, so it's been mostly Jacksonville money here. Um, uh, laying the points, um, you know, you saw both of these teams handle their games last week differently, um, knowing that this is the game that matters. Jacksonville played their starters for two and a half quarters. Uh, the Titans rested a lot of players, you know, and and obviously, but you you go into this. Jacksonville comes into this game with all the momentum. Tennessee does not. Um, they'll be starting Josh Dobbs at quarterback. Derek Henry seems to have recovered there from the the hip injury, but with the home playoff game at stake here in the division title uh, the extra time that Tennessee has now for Dobbs to prepare uh, I think is going to be big and uh, having Vrabel there uh, on the sideline um, this uh, six and a half here I I think you're seeing some some more respected money here come in taking that six and a half
4: yeah I mean I think to me Look, I have it as a over seven game, but I think this is this is a playoff game. Let's face yeah. it. I mean, and Vrabel's there's nothing he can't, you know, every trick play, fake punt, all the everything's on the table today. And and I think, like Matt Matt Eumann said in the last block, I mean, Jacksonville's never been in this situation That's before. Correct. They're a young team. Very young team. They're going to have to handle it, and they're going to have to respond. And look, you know, it. They, they were able to overcome a deficit when they played them in Tennessee, but that Tennessee game's a little misleading. It's the turnovers There's that really big, yeah, created it. It was, it four turnovers. Yeah, I think four turnovers, that, yeah. and I think that, that, you know, Vrabel's sitting there telling his team, look, guys, if we don't turn this thing over, we're going to be in it at the end. And all Vrabel's trying to do is get this game – to the fourth quarter in a one-score game where he has a chance to win it. That's what he wants to do. It's the same thing he did against the Chargers out in Los Angeles when he, you know, it's 14-14 to in that game, and he's got Willis playing quarterback in that game, yeah. you know, when when Tannehill got hurt. I mean, he's been able to do this before against good passing teams.
7: So, uh, the total in this, Patrick, is currently sitting at 40, up from the mm-hmm. opener of 38 and a half. and I think if you're... Uh, somebody who's looking at the titans here in this and and taking the six and a half i I think you'd have to look at the under though as well uh, uh, because um, that's just going to be that's going to be the way that they cover this number
5: totally agree if you're taking the titans the correlation is to the under 40 and you got a better number than the 38 and a half opener well put are you are you pricing baltimore cincinnati tomorrow remember if baltimore wins it's a coin flip for home field are you pricing Baltimore as if Anthony Brown is going to be the starter? Because we jumped up yes. to nine and a half, ten here.
7: Yep, that, that's exactly what happened yesterday morning. Uh, you know, you could you could find this game at seven, and then um, uh, obviously now it looks like Anthony Brown. So uh, it ju- did jump up to ten at one point. It's currently sitting at nine, uh, but um, everybody kind of came in there on the Bengals uh, when they when they kind of figured Huntley was not going to be playing, and
4: obviously no Lamar either. yeah and then that puts us to the Chargers Broncos game right because if if the Bengals win this game the the Ravens then become the sixth seed mm-hmm. and the Chargers in that game that becomes a Chase Daniel game out of Denver yep which I would yep. think Sunday morning that line once that becomes official that line it's got to go up to at least four, four and a half somewhere in there with Denver being the favorite. Right now it's at three, th- three, 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 and three and a half. half. Yeah. 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 So, so, I uh, mean, yep. th- that's something to keep your eyes on as betters is if you think, which I think, I don't think Baltimore's going to co- play. I think Baltimore's going to retreat. I think they're going to figure we've got to go back again. Let's figure out how we're going to play them. Mm-hmm. And then I think that correlates to a Denver play.
5: Well, here's what I do know. 146 College Hoops games today. Mike uh, Thomas Gable, that's Nirvana for one, Thomas Gable. So, again, he swept the board for pros yesterday. He's got four more plays today. Uh, it was emailed to me this morning. For $9.99, you can sign up right now, at slash subscribe for a month. So go sign up, and you can get Thomas Gable's four plays in College Hoops today. Thank you, TG. Enjoy your day.
7: Thanks, TG. Uh, thank you, guys.
5: When we come back, we're going to run the board with Michael Lombardi. I also have a question for Michael about Jim Harbaugh. Yep, next.
4: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
5: Get ten dollars free when you sign up right now. First Bet VSEN's preferred horse racing app. Use the code Horse200. It's a great deal because when you sign up, you get ten bucks. But you can also get a hundred percent match on your first deposit up to two hundred dollars. So wagering at over three hundred tracks, AI-assisted picks. It's the best. You can check out more details at slash horses That's vsin.com slash horses. Just hearing some tales of uh, King Dominic during the break. Kid's going to be a legend, already is, as we welcome you back. Michael Lombardi, I'm Patrick Maher. This is the Lombardi line, of course. Dominic's father and the Raiders take on the Chiefs today at home to close out the regular season. you got a win in your in with Jacksonville hosting the Titans. We'll get to that in a second. I wanted to ask you, uh, Elliot and I were discussing... I think Harbaugh's a good college coach. I think he's a great pro coach. And so there's been some dalliances, right? He's been talking to some NFL teams. And then Doth protests. he released, Michael, he released war and peace saying he was going to stick around at Michigan. But a lot of the words were semantically used where he could get out of it. Also, some improprieties being looked into by the NCAA. Where do you stand right now on Jim Harbaugh?
4: I'm glad you brought this up. I I I read some of the impriorities priorities that you mentioned or at least one that he bought a kid a hamburger at a place and that's a violation. And I, I I was stunned. Wait a second. We're in this NIL business. Kids are making half a million dollars on NIL deals. And if you buy a kid a hamburger, you're gonna put your school on probation. I mean, how about the N C two A trying to get some order into some things, right? Like I'm not defending Jim. I'm not saying that, you know, but to me you buy a kid a hamburger, meanwhile they're giving away half a million dollars at NIL, there's an imbalance here that makes no sense at all, right? It makes no sense at all. So mm-hmm. that being said, I think college football is really a, a tough job right now, especially in in light of the transfer portal and – And the NIL money because there's no rules and regulations that govern it, right? It's the wild, wild west. I mean, you know, the starting quarterback at Wake Forest, who's a really good player, decides, I I, now I'm going to Notre Dame, like, and it just you just change teams, you know. And in the NFL, you can't do that. You have to wait till free agency. You're going to do all those things. So, you know, as it relates to his ability in pro football, I think what we're seeing here now is. Is the salary of the head coach in pro football? If these franchises are worth six billion dollars or five billion dollars, if you're going to hire a CEO to run the team, which is what Greg Penner, the owner of the Broncos, wants to do, if you're going to hire that guy, you know you're not paying him five million a year. Like that, a five million a year salary for a CEO of a of a billion dollar industry. Just look at what well, that doesn't happen, right? You know, you're going to make a lot more money than that. That's why people say, well, Roger Goodell makes too much money. Well, Goodell runs a multi, multi-billion dollar corporation. He's going to make a lot of money, right? So I think the money's going to be great. And the owner's willingness to pay money is become more tolerant, right? I mean, when I worked for Al Davis, he never really wanted to pay coaches. He liked young coaches. He wanted to develop coaches. He felt like, hey, I am essentially running the team. I can run everything. I'm the most valuable person here. I'll train the coaches. And it worked. But then it became a point where we were going to start paying some coaches. And I think that's where it is now. And, and what we're seeing with the Giants, the resurgence of the Giants because of good coaching, what we're seeing with the Texans where there's not a lot of good coaching, you pay for value and i think the broncos want to which leads us to jim harbaugh which is somebody's going to pay to restore their franchise and it gives you credibility when he walks in the building
5: okay so let's do it denver indianapolis the colts or does he stick with michigan if i give you those three options
4: i would say to me if denver offers with what people are saying they're willing to spend upwards of 20 million a year for the head coach I would say that he has to listen to that. If he can build the organization, which it sounds like he can, right? I mean, I don't think Jim's going to get in a position of, okay, Balky's the GM and you're the coach. Remember, when when, when Jim was up for the job in San Francisco, when he was at Stanford, he wanted me to become the general manager. I actually flew out to San Francisco early one morning. I met with... Jed York, wonderful man. I met with Prague Maratha, and we at a hotel in San Francisco. And by the time my plane landed back in de, in, in Philadelphia, they had already named Trent Baalke the general manager. So that was really just they—they were doing Jim a favor by talking to me. It, 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 I mean, took me. I mean, that I mean, that was a hell of a day, right? I flew early in the morning. I flew back in the same day, not not privately, commercially. So, you know, so for me. So he walks in there and, and there, and he tries to make it work with Balky, and then eventually it doesn't because they're kind of two different people. They're, the, they're not aligned. And in his whole time in San Francisco, there was really no alignment there. You know, he had his program, and they had theirs, and that's what caused the divorce was the lack of alignment. And then when he left, we saw that lack of alignment result in, well, Balky lost his job, and then yada, yada, yada. And so I, I think ultimately – Ultimately, wherever he goes, that's not going to be the case again. That is not going to be the case again. He's going to run everything and have control of everybody.
5: You're a very perceptive person. Just out of personal curiosity, when you did the interview with York in San Francisco, did you get the impression it was just to appease Harbaugh, or did you get the impression yeah, I, you were in the I,
4: I tried to get out of. The, I tried to get out of taking the trip. I'm like, There's, what, what, what am I going out here for? Well, we don't know. You know I, and I felt like... I felt like it was just you know i didn 't feel like it was it was real. I knew they wanted to hire Trent and and that was fine, you know that was fine and but to me, what I tried to do is make it clear to them that yeah, Jim and I are aligned together, but that doesn 't mean we're we're, we're not going to have our discussions and disagree, and i 'm not going to be able to say, Hey, I think this is wrong I think that's where people really you know what people misconstrue quite a bit is. Yeah, we're on the same page, right? There's a difference between being on the same page and being aligned. People on the same page don't disagree. People that are aligned do. Okay, so I think that's the big distinction, and that's what I tried to project in that meeting. Obviously, they had their minds made up, which is I'm completely happy with it. I would have loved to have gone back and, and, and be at the 49ers because I started my career there, but it just didn't happen.
5: Yes, one of, one of two of the hosts on the Lombardi line have interviewed with the 49ers. You can take a guess before that conversation, which one. Let's get to the two, two plays today, okay? You ready to go? We'll start with. Yeah. I'm going to start with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders. It's 9.5 and, and a total of
4: 52.5. Well, I mean, I think you've got to take the points here. I think you've got to take the over. I lean that way. I think if you go back and watch the last game, I mean, remember, the Raiders have the ball third and one at their own 46, and they can't get the first down. And then they had a fourth and one, and he throws an incomplete pass down the middle of the field to Devontae Adams on a third and one at their own 46, on a fourth and one, right? So they had every opportunity. That game went perfectly on how they needed to win the game. It was perfect on how they needed to win the game. They just didn't win it. They just didn't make the plays at the end of the game that they needed to make. It's a little bit like the Pittsburgh game. I mean, it's the same story all over again, right? You got a second, It you got a th- third and one, you know, and that was the Devontae Adams play where he didn't get his feet down that we talked about earlier. And then he comes back with the fourth and one, and they throw a deep ball down the middle of the field. Don't get the first down. Chiefs win game. So I think you got to take the points. I worry, though, this Raider defense is – there's not a lot of players on this Raider defense. There's a lot of injuries. It's going to be a really challenging game. If they can play in the red zone well, they'll cover this number. Will they win? I don't think so.
5: Points to the over-52. Uh eight fifteen your time when you're in the postseason. So it's a playoff game. Tennessee, Jacksonville, Jacksonville's lane, six and a half.
4: I I, I love Jacksonville at six and a half. I think he, I mean excuse me, I love Tennessee taking the six and a half. I like the under. I like Vrabel. I think Vrabel will play this game. I don't think he'll turn it over. I think they'll be very careful with Josh Dobbs. I think you'll see a little bit of a different offense. A little different offense with 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 Dobbs in there. I think you'll see a little RPO game. I think you'll see a little six back attack. I'm not saying that Dobbs is going to be the runner, but I think you're going to see a little bit of a different way to play this game. And I think ultimately that will lend them – they'll be in the game to the fourth quarter. I think it's a field goal game, and I I, I think ultimately uh, that's what it will come down to. That's why I like the 6.5.
5: Feel good with Vrabel in that 6.5, right?
4: Yeah, I do. I mean, I just think it's going to be a field goal game.
5: Okay. And again, correlation. Titans, 6.5 under that 40. Which has jumped up from a 38 38 and a half opener. As we look forward to tomorrow, again, we've got right now, Michael, you've got 11 of 14 spots filled. We're going to have another spot filled for the postseason, but still three up for grabs tomorrow as well.
4: Yeah, I think it's going to be a great day tomorrow because I think there's so many games. Like, let's take Atlanta Tampa. We know Tampa's in full retreat mode. Atlanta wants to, Arthur Smith's coming back. Desmond Ryder might be the starting quarterback next year, that they can run the football. Tampa's more worried about playing Dallas. The Giants, the Giants, the Giants are all focused on Minnesota. They're not focused on Philadelphia. And at some point during that game, Philly's going to be focused on, on, they're bye week. So like Matt Eumann said, I think there's a gr- this is a great weekend for the better. First half points, second half point totals, and team totals. I think it really gives you a chance to really, there's a lot of ways to make money this weekend.
5: We'll have it all covered tomorrow morning here on the Lombardi Line. Remember, nine ninety nine 99 special right now, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Coming up next, Live Bet Saturday, JBT Danny Burke, a huge college basketball slate. Michael, 4.30 is the start time, so you've got plenty of time to go exercise, okay?
4: Thank you, my man. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Look forward to it, Patrick.
5: Okay, bye, Michael. We'll see you next time tomorrow morning here on the Lombardi Line. I don't know what that means.
2: It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today.
3: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.